Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 times 15. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place because this is part three of our 2019 prediction special. Let's see what the buzz is. I have two quotes from C.F. Kettering, American inventor, engineer, businessman, and he held 186 patents. That was a guy who knew about innovation. He said, I am interested in the future because I expect to spend the rest of my life in the future. He also said, the world hates change, yet is the only thing that has brought progress. So, if you're looking for a crystal ball to tell you what 2019 holds for your company, your industry, the world, we've got the next best thing. This is part three, as I said, December 5th, 12th. Today's the 19th of 2018, December. And coming up on January 9th, 16th, and 23 next year, we're bringing you predictions from more than 75 thought leaders talking about the exciting technology, strategies, and trends that are going to help your business, your company, your industry, your career, your job, the world grow and compete better in 2019 and beyond. So whatever you're drinking, poor Joe, poor Earl, poor Dom, whatever you dare, and join us for the Predictions Part 3 Live. I have three guests on the air with me for for segment number one, and one uh, sent me her predictions in advance because she couldn't join us. Let me tell you who's up first. Uh, The gentleman who wears a hat like nobody else I know, Tom Raftery is with us. He's a global VP for SAP. He's also an adjunct professor at the Instituto Internacional San Telmo and a board advisor to many startups. He'll be joined by Alastair Wheat, who has over 10 years experience in online media analysis. That's important today. He leads the product strategy at Analytica and works with brands and agencies to advise on influencer marketing best practices, and the world needs more best practices. And rounding out the panel of live guests is David Graham, recently changed his job, moved from San Diego to Carlsbad, California. He is the Chief Innovation Officer at the city of Carlsbad. He's a veteran smart cities leader, worked for San Diego mayors, the county of San Diego, and he did some private sector public affairs as well. And the lady who can't join us, but I'll read her predictions, is Kay Sargent, who has a lot of letters after her name, A-S-I-D-I-I-D-A-C. C-I-D-L-E-E-D-A-P, M-C-R slash W-L-A-P. She's the Senior Principal Director of Workplace at H-O-K. So let's get started. Tom Raftery, happy holiday. And Tom, we're ready for your prediction. Two minutes on the clock. It's all yours, Tom Raftery. Go ahead. Bonnie, thanks a million. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the show. Um, So I want to talk about three different areas uh, for the next couple of years, next year, next couple of years that are going to be impacted by by the disruptions that are happening today. Uh, The first of those is manufacturing. And in manufacturing, the kind of things we're seeing, the kind of disruptions we're seeing in manufacturing is we're seeing a shift to product as a service. So people now starting to sell the outcomes of their products as opposed to the product themselves. This is becoming a more and more important uh, uh, movement. Uh, it, it started early on with uh, big things like making automobiles and you could customize your automobile, but now it's because of 
falling cost that's coming to more and more and more segments. Other things in manufacturing, we're seeing a shift to mass customization and lot sizes of one. That's becoming more prevalent as well. And also there's a shift to distributed manufacturing or 3D printing, which is also becoming more relevant. And that's, those are the kind of big changes we're seeing in manufacturing. In the area of energy, we're seeing a shift to connected energy. We're seeing the, the rise of renewables, and we're seeing a shift to storage. And uh, the, the shift to storage and the rise of renewables is being very much helped by the shift to connected energy, connected energy being, being impacted by, by the rollout of IoT and all devices being connected. Renewables and storage coming on board simply because of economic reasons. It is now, it is now less expensive to build new wind and new solar than it is to uh, run current, currently exist coal and gas power plants. It's a huge shift mm-hmm. in the economics, cheaper to build new than run existing. And lastly, in the transportation sector, we're seeing a shift to connected vehicles, we're seeing the rise of the electrification of transportation, and we're seeing a shift to autonomous transportation as well. And, you know, the, the connected cars one is one that is here today. It's not even one that's down the line. 80% of all cars delivered today are connected. They come with a SIM card installed. So those are the things, transportation, energy, and manufacturing that are changing enormously. Thank you, Tom. Fascinating. And that always raises the question of what happens to the ownership of the data that is being transmitted from the car to somewhere else. That's a whole other show. We'll have to talk about that in 2019. Quick question. Will you keep owning a car when we go to autonomous vehicles? Will you still have the keys in your pocket or will you be doing the car sharing and the autonomous vehicle and letting somebody or something drive you, Tom? You know, I think it'll be a mix, uh, Bonnie. I think what will happen with the shift to autonomy is that families who were two or maybe three uh, car or vehicle owners will now shift to just having one, and then they'll use ride services or ride-sharing services for the others. Thank you very much. Hang tight. We'll get back to you in a minute asking for your holiday favorite beverage. Alistair Weeded on Alitica. Time for your predictions. Go ahead, Alistair. Uh, thank you, Bonnie. So I want to talk about influencer marketing in 2019, but first a quick recap of where we are now. I would say that 2018 has been a year of mixed fortunes for influencer marketing as a category. 2017 Mm -hmm. was a real breakthrough year for the practice, and 2018 has continued to see strong growth, but still with a lot of focus on the more transactional paid-for campaigns rather than organic long-term influencer partnerships, and still with most of the attention being on B2C rather than uh, in in B2B. There has also been a a number of high-profile scandals in 2018, uh, if you can call them that, involving influencer marketing campaigns uh, with issues such as non-disclosure, negative reviews of competitors, and a general perception of a lack of authenticity for some influencers. So uh, strong growth, but still some issues that that are going to raise some question marks about the practice. So my prediction for 2019 is that there's also a hope, I suppose, for, for this year, is that we'll see the term influencer marketing um, actually be used less because it's actually a very nebulous term that is used to describe a very broad range of different types of marketing campaigns um, that are often you know, completely different uh, in a whole range of ways. And so as the category matures, I predict we'll see more specific terms appear to describe the distinct practices and campaigns, both paid and organic B2C, B2B, then involve working with quote-unquote influencers, and often those people won't actually even see themselves or call themselves influencers. And in a similar way to how now we don't really talk about social media marketing, we just talk about a social and we just expect to be part of, of our 
our marketing as a whole. Uh, I think we'll see the same thing happen with influencers, so that influencers will just become, and working with influencers will become embedded as something that is part of marketing and won't be seen as uh, paying someone to promote something uh, like a dress or a holiday on Instagram. Well, that, that will still be a big part of it. Uh, I'd say as well, in 2019, we're going to see um, influencer marketing gain more traction in the B2B space. And we're also seeing uh, a range of companies now have uh, job roles in those companies, in B2B companies with the words influence, influencer advocacy appear. Um, so we've seen influencer marketing type roles appear in the B2B, B2C space for a number of years now, especially in retail. Uh, but only a few real pioneers in the B2B space, people like uh, Connie Alex, head of influence relations at Dell, and SAP's very own Amisha Gandhi, VP of influence marketing. So I think we'll see more roles with that in the, in the job title. Uh, and so a bigger focus then on organic brand influence partnerships, a bigger emphasis within B2B, and a wider range of more specific terminology to describe different models of influence marketing as the category matures. Those are my predictions. Thank you, Alistair. Very, very interesting. We'll have to talk about that on the show in 2019, so keep in touch with me. Thank you very much. David Graham, congratulations on your new role at Carlsbad, California. David, I'm giving you two minutes on the clock. What would you like to predict for next year, David? Well, thanks so much, Bonnie, and happy holidays to you and uh, Thank everyone you. listening. Uh, it's uh, really exciting to actually hear from both Tom and Alistair because everything they discuss is directly impacting the communities that you're in. So my three predictions um, come down to uh, a couple of things. Number one, people say go big or go home. I say go big or go bigger. And we're ah. seeing that smart cities, <laughs> smart cities are now going into smart regions and smart states. So whether it's what's happening in the Phoenix area around a smart regional approach here in the San Diego region around inclusive connected communities, we're seeing that uh, it's no longer just about one city, it's about multi-city regions. And what excites me is that the private sector is getting in on this as well as our academia. So the creation of networks like City Possible with MasterCard, the convening that SAP is doing, the Harvard Tech Smart City Accelerators that Dr. David Ricketts is doing. We're really getting to a place of everyone believing that we have to collaborate to compete. And that is exciting for 2019 and beyond because we can't do this uh, alone or just within our own jurisdictions. You know, there are no walls, uh, although in San Diego they're talking about it. Um, there are no walls between our cities. That's not the experience of our residents or of, of the customers for many of these companies. So how do we work together? Uh, and one of the places that we're seeing a lot of this work together happening is my second prediction, which is intelligent infrastructure on blast. Uh, we're, we've moved beyond the pilot stage on things like smart lighting, adaptive traffic signals, advanced metering, and you're seeing uh, the private sector and public financing coming in to see really accelerated deployment of connected technology using existing infrastructure. And I think that's what's really exciting, taking the traditionally sort of slow, disconnected infrastructure and finding ways to make it connected to provide better services to people. And speaking of services, uh, one of the things that drives everybody nuts in a city is traffic. And mm -hmm. uh, Tom mentioned some changes in and around mobility. Well, I said we'd start big and we'll get down to small, even micro. Micro transit is big, very, very big. So people know that a lot of cities have had docked bike share. Well, then dockless bike share showed up. And now dockless scooters have landed in many of our cities. You look at companies like Bird, which has hit a million rides in just a couple of years, Lime, um, and, and the investment that they are attracting 
Um, the, the whole dockless and microtransit revolution is disrupting many of our cities, but it's also really exciting because it's solving a lot of the last mile of transit questions and issues without a single taxpayer dime being spent. So the cities that get it right, to get the regulations right, not only will have a transportation alternative that is clean, green, and honestly really, really fun, uh, but they'll also be resolving issues with regards to traffic, reducing greenhouse gas emissions, and I think um, will be creating an interesting urban environment for folks. Um, so, uh, go big or go bigger, that's going to be my watchword for 2019. And I, I think that um, together between business, academia, and government, we'll continue to see some radical changes in addressing the big, hairy, audacious problems uh, that we need to address. Thank you very much, David. I'm going to quickly read three quick predictions from Kay Sargent, who was unable to join us today, and then I'm going to ask Tom and David, and not in that order, Tom and Alistair and David for your holiday beverages, and then we have to get ready for segment two. So Kay says, the real value of IoT Internet of Things is not tracking users, but empowering them. We're going to see more leveraging sensors to create better user experiences, the IOE, Internet of Experiences, and enable work how. Number two, the emergence of gig or freelance workforce is opening up more non-traditional hiring options. It's estimated by 2025, more than 50% of the global workforce will be gig workers and companies will be able to create pools of, get this, just-in-time workers to supplement core workers. And number three, machines may excel at computational capabilities and be the science of the job, but we will get to appreciate more that humans excel at the art of the job, talking about soft skills. Thank you, Kay Sargent. And now let's go back. Tom Raftery, favorite holiday drink, tell me fast. <laughs> you know me, Bonnie, I'm a beer drinker, being of Irish extraction. Uh, beer is my favorite tipple. Uh, while I'm here in Spain, um, over the holidays, I'll be drinking the local Seville beer, which is called Cruz Campo, but I'll also be going to Ireland for a few days uh, to visit family and friends. And while I'm there, I'll be drinking Murphy's Irish Stout. There you go. That's my talk. Keep wearing that hat. I love the way you rock it. Alistair Wheat, what's your favorite holiday beverage? Um, I'm going to put another vote in for mulled wine. Ooh. <laughs> uh, i for it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, I heard one of the shows, you, know, you were surprised someone else mentioned yes. it. But uh, I, I still love mulled wine. Got to, got to keep the traditional drinks going, right? Thank you very much. David Graham, what are you drinking in Carlsbad? Well, I was just in Ireland, and so, and I'm Irish, so it's pretty simple. It's the holiday season. It is Jameson uh, Hot Whiskey. There you go. Thank you very much to the three of you, and thank you to Kay Sargent for sending her predictions. I want to wish happy holidays to you. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to be welcoming four more guests. We're running a little bit late, but we're going to get it all done. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. We'll get a lot more predictions for you. Aaron, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed, 2019 predictions. This is part three. We're up to segment two. We've got four more very smart people on the line here. Let me tell you who they are, and then we'll hear their predictions on the clock. First up in a moment, we'll be speaking with Devraj Bardhan. He is the global leader digital studio for SAP, IBM, and an accomplished global leader for SAP Innovations at IBM. Joining him is Meg DeVito. She is a recently retired vice president, Internet of Things, Future Solutions and Technologies, also from IBM. She is now the principal of her own consulting company, What Else? DeVito Design Group, focusing on startups and start overs. Well, that's a new one. We'll ask her what that means. Design thinking in the IoT and the future mobility. Joining them is Harpreet Singh, senior manager in Deloitte Consulting based in Pittsburgh. He's currently leading the Data Center of Excellence in SAP technology practice with Deloitte. And of course, a shout out to Carla Neal at Deloitte, who works with us all year long to get us wonderful people like Harpreet on our shows. And rounding out this part of the show is Frederick Rontz. I think he's going to let me call him Fred. He's the founder and CEO of Ovinto, O-V-I-N-T-O, specializing in IoT. We've got a lot of Internet of Things floating around today. And next generation rail freight supply chain efficiency. I said that. Before starting him, he worked for one of the biggest environmental companies in Europe, specializing in polluter pay systems. That's all I'm going to tell you. Dev Raj Bardhan, welcome. We've got two minutes for your predictions. Dev, go ahead. Uh, uh, thank you, Bonnie, and uh, nice to be back. Uh, my thank predictions you. are we are in the age of the internet, uh, intelligent enterprise, and talking about intelligent enterprise, IBM has been uh, promoting this with our customers for a long time now, for a few years now, and I think for 2019, the fashion is going to be on intelligent RPA, robotic process automation. Mm-hmm. How do I automate my regular day job or regular business process in a much more intelligent way? That's where I think the focus is going to be. 2018, the stage was set. 2019 is accelerating and we will be seeing a lot more customers adopting that and you know moving in that direction. To just give a very brief example, you have a Verizon phone, you're having problems with it, you call the Verizon call center. It takes a while for someone to speak to you and resolve your problem. We need an RPA agent which understands who you are, where you're calling from, and why you're calling, and resolve your problem even before you completed the first ringtone. And that's where we're getting to. And if that's possible with a phone call company, it's possible with a ERP system. And that's Thank- my first prediction. And the second prediction okay. that goes with it is that mm-hmm. we are looking at blockchain. Blockchain is going to become big in the enterprise. 
Yes. And while people look at bitcoins and the money that it's making or not making, it's blockchain on the enterprise uh, supply chain that's going to really change the way the world's going. And that's, that's where we are going to be focusing on helping customers in the journey. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm very intrigued about your blockchain prediction. We'll have to do that on a show in 2019. Thank you, Deb. Meg DeVito is waiting all queued up. Meg, predictions, please. Yes, thank you, Bonnie. And I'm so happy to be here. Um, I would like to focus on the mobility of the person. I really feel that, you know, as as we talked, um, or Tom Rafferty talked in the first section, he talked more about connected cities and and moving people and that connected cars are here. I would agree that the level of cars being connected is here to stay, but it's going to be put on steroids and, and really be connected in much different ways. And I think that the mobility of the person is really going to be at the center of 2019. So it's no longer about the technology into the vehicle. It's what mm-hmm. can the vehicle do to move people. Hmm. And I think that the auto industry itself is going to have to start focusing on the connectedness of the cars to really focus on movement. I think that, you know, you see ride hailing, ride sharing, car sharing. These are all like very definitive terms that are happening in the connected city. And with all of these things swirling around, I think you're going to see that the year of 2019 to be the year of the IPO. You saw that, um, you know, uh, Lyft just, I think it was two weeks ago filed their IPO, Uber filed their IPO, and you start to see the legitimization of these kinds of services. People are moving to cities at huge rates, and they want the on-demand services in all aspects of their lives, which really, you know, goes from, you know, anything that they do day to day, but it also goes to how that they move in those cities. And I think that that, you know, the, the focus on the movement will really start to expand from not just cars, like I talked about with ride-sharing and handling, but also on, you, uh, I think Tom Rafferty talked about Lime or, um, and, and Bird. Uber just actually announced a week ago that they're in talks to actually buy those two companies. They actually started a scooter business called Jump. They bought that company as a startup in, in April, and they actually you know, are thinking about buying the two biggest competitors so that they can resolve their supply chain issue. So again, I as a person want to be in a city. I want on-demand services. I specifically want those services for how I move. I might choose to be in a car. I might choose to share a car. I might choose to be on a scooter. I might choose to be on a bike. And I think that that does start to move us to more greener cities. I think Mm -hmm. that was made mention in your first segment as well. And I think with that, you know, it it really starts to, to bring this notion together. Um, and, and really start to, to be more effective and the city start, can start to be more effective. And really people, you know, they, they want to be effective with the use of their time. And that really does extend to how they end up moving. I do think the other prediction is there is a right to connect movement in Europe, which is ownership of the data. And, you know, you mentioned ownership of the data being a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I think that the U.S. is going to start to adopt some of those policies and principles and put them into place in these types of services, whether it be ride hailing or sharing or car sharing. And I think that when you start to really have these shared kinds of assets, because really the car isn't what we know it today, it's an asset, you can start to handle the ownership of the data much differently. When I'm in that cabin of the vehicle, um, the data is mine. I'm the person, right? I have the right to connect. 
and the right that I have to connect, like they talk about in Europe, is really, you know, it's powerful because then it takes this notion of, you know, who owns the client. Well, I as a mm-hmm. consumer own my, I own my data and I, I own my experience and the, the companies such as Uber, Lyft or Bird or, you know, Jump, whatever the vehicle is of question, you know, they have to provide me the experience so that I can take my data in and out of that experience. Thank you, Meg. We're going to move on to the next one. Great information, great insights. Yes, we'll have to talk about all this in 2019. I think you're all building my editorial calendar for Game Changers for next year. Thank you. Harpreet Singh at Deloitte. Talk to me, Harpreet. Two minutes. Predictions. What do you see in the crystal ball? All right. I love love this concept of crystal ball and great to be back, Bonnie. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. So uh, from, from my perspective, uh, I think uh, folks are uh, talking about uh, robotics uh, for sure is, is one thing that's going to stay and that's going to grow for sure. Um, also, um, the, the whole IoT uh, area, machine learning. Um, but I, I thought of adding a few other points, which, which maybe other folks may not have touched upon as much. Um, uh, conversational commerce. I think is is one area which will grow significantly as a marketing strategy across uh, different uh, businesses. Um, I I think the growth is going to result in radical changes in the way people communicate, uh, in the way marketing is done. Um, They say a new brand launch or a new product launch that happens, um, the moment it, 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 it gets launched right now, we don't see too much of a Facebook Messenger or a Twitter uh, feed of, of those la- launches, which which actually lead to conversations. Um, Twitter also may be more public platform, but but a, a messenger kind of um, you know, area is something which hasn't been explored as much. So I, I, I think as more and more businesses and brands, they adopt the messaging solutions like the messenger, um, this will open the door for uh, a growth in the conversational commerce area. So that's my one prediction uh, for sure. And, and chat, there is a there is an artificial intelligence uh, um, robot, robotics app, chatbot, chatbot AI. I'm sure it's going to evolve uh, quite early in 2019. Um, I'm seeing some movements there. So that's that's one. Um, and then I, I think smartphones. It's it's been there for for ages, but every day it grows. Um, smartphones are going to get more smarter, smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, they already track our movements. They, they track our like, likings and dislikings. Uh, they know us more than uh, our own uh, minds. Uh, there are 2 million apps right now in um, a leading phone company, and I think it's going to rise to 5 million in the next two years. So, so things are really, really evolving there. Uh, so, so I think smartphones are going to play a uh, bigger roles in our lives. They, they may become our agony aunt. They may become our counselors. They may become, mm-hmm. they may take places of our teachers and textbooks. Um, so a lot of that is, is absolutely going to happen in that, in that space for sure. Um, and, and really, uh, one area which I think we touched upon in this uh, segment as well was regarding the self-driving technologies. Uh, yes. so I think 2019 will be a pivotal year in the self-driving area um, rail hailing services uh, available to public. Um, although 2019 is not going to be a year where we'll be, we'll be out there open to the customers in this space, but I think it will be limited in scope. But the real uh, decade uh, is, uh, is going to be by the end of 2030, 
uh, I see the predictions say that it will become a common adoption uh, for the customers to have self-driving technologies in your garage. Um, that's that's really, really what the prediction says overall. Thank um, you, Harpreet. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. I have to move on to Fred because we're running late, but I'm going to come back to you for a holiday beverage. And my thought to you is, ah. you say our, our phones are going to be basically, well, they're running our lives. They know everything about us. So when you say I'm losing my mind, it could be synonymous for I just lost my phone, but we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Fred, Fred, yes. Thank you. I had to interject that. Frederick Ron's Fred, you've been patient. Fred, go ahead. Two minutes. What's your prediction, please? Hello. Uh, nice to have me on the on the show, Bonnie. Thanks. Glad. A lot. <laughs> um, Pleasure. Well, I'm staying a bit on on the phone side. Uh, I, I'm promising everyone that we're at a very radical disruption of telecom, and I'm so happy about mm. it. For for on, on two on two topics. First, when we talk about data and IoT, finally, after so many years of waiting, uh, the first satellites have been launched a couple of weeks ago for real IoT over satellite, which means that we're always talking about connected assets, but we still have a problem that we don't have one network, worldwide connectivity at very low power consumption with massive uh, uh, bandwidth to, to connect uh, sensors, and that we still have to struggle with SIM cards and phones and LoRa and all those other technologies, and now finally we start to do it in space, IoT in space, which means that finally we'll be able to connect all the assets that we were not able to connect. And when we talk about the voice part, that is even better mm-hmm. for everyone. You know the GAFA boys, eh? Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, and Alibaba. Uh, mm-hmm. Their business model is based on connections. So, so, so uh, I, the, 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 the Facebook guy, he's, he's, he's a bit annoyed now because... He, he cannot reach the rest of the two or three billion people that he wants to reach. So together with his friends, eh, the GAFA friends, that they're looking at how could we provide connectivity for everyone for free. And we're almost there. We're, we're at a couple of months away from the first initiatives that will give Internet with worldwide coverage everywhere for everyone for free. Wow. Which means that wow. every single telecom company is in front of a massive, uh, frightening problem because they will not yeah. be able to charge money for the connectivity anymore. But imagine what it will do. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm very, very happy that we're at the, <laughs> at the beginning of that disruption. I was waiting for it for a while, but I'm, I'm very happy. So that is my prediction for 2019, the radical shift in telecom business models. Thank you very much. We have just enough time for a quick beverage favorite mention from all four of our panelists on this segment. Devraj Bardem, what are you drinking over the holidays? So it's for me um, mostly uh, coffee. I love coffee and, you know, uh, warm coffee in a cold London uh, winter is, is awesome. Thank you. Meg DeVito, drinking this holiday. What's in your cup? I am a champagne girl through and through, no matter what day or holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Harpreet Singh, what are you drinking over the holiday? Yeah, Bonnie, I, I'd say I'm a beer person, so I'm going to have lots of beer. But I think the company is what matters. <laughs> so if I'm with my family, I'm happy, whatever I'm drinking. Thank you. You're a wonderful person. Fred Ronce, what are you drinking? Yeah, can you tell us what you're drinking, Fred? We're ready to go to the next segment. What are you drinking, Fred, for the holidays? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, well, 
It's it's 5:30 in the afternoon here. It's cold. Winter is coming. So I I want to drink piña colada because it makes me think of the sun and beach and and the seaside. So piña colada. Thank you very much. I, that's the first time we've had a, a cocktail, a, a beach cocktail mentioned on a holiday show. Thank you to the four of you, yeah. Devraj, Meg Harpreet, and Frederick. Have a great holiday. We're ready to take a very quick break, Aaron, and we're going to get on our next four panelists. So don't even think about going anywhere. We'll be right back. Aaron, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed, Lex. We are running through. I forgot to tell you we call this Predictions on Steroids. We're moving fast. Let me tell you who my next four panelists are. We've had some phenomenally exciting predictions so far. Let's hear what we're going to hear from Alexandra Witte is an expert in virtual selling, and she's an evangelist for social video. We had some great conversations on Game Changers this year. Sales and pre-sales people who go through her training increase their speed and scale of their sales cycles as well as customer engagement. Thrilled to have her back. Kyle Tate is with us. He is a researcher and producer of Eventful Conferences. What a great name. Works on unpacking industry challenges and how technology is playing a role in enabling customers to meet the needs of the consumer and develop conferences to address those challenges. Welcome, Kyle. Birgit Starmans is back. She's a senior director in the Global COE Center of Excellence for Finance and Risk at SAP, focused on go-to-market for new solutions. And Birgit is one of the sponsors of our longtime favorite show on Game Changers. We have financial excellence with Game Changers. Birgit is always in the top five or eight every single month in and out for seven years now, and we know you're renewing the show. And rounding out this segment is Joe Renz, electronics engineer from Stuttgart, Germany. Reminded me it's the home of Mercedes, Bosch, Porsche, etc., and he lives in Chicago. He has a 20-year corporate IT career at CA Technologies, and then he co-founded New Mobility Lab two years ago. Simply put, cars and IT are in his blood. We'll find out what his predictions are. Alexandra, you're up first. Predict two minutes. Go. I brought two predictions to the show. So the first is the survival of the digitally fittest, and the second is the rise of smart video. So in school, we learned about the theory of survival of the fittest, so you all know what this is all about. And I predict that only those in marketing and sales that are 
digitally fit, that develop digital habits, will mm. remain in their jobs and will remain successful in their jobs. So what do I mean by that? When we talk about sales, for instance, um, today it takes the same amount of effort and time to create a video landing page versus an email. When you talk about marketing, it's not about sending an email template and to ask sales to invite their customers via an email template, but to actually provide engaging virtual assets to the sales force to invite their customers via these kind of means. Mm -hmm. And so the technology is already there and creating engaging virtual content has never been so easy, but it's really up to us now to develop the digital habits to use these tools and to create that content. And this is why the survival of the digital cities is one of my predictions. And the second is the rise of smart video. So, you know, Bonnie, I'm all about video. I love video. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But when we look at the videos we have today, we post today, these are all dumb videos. We don't really know how to measure and how to find out how people engage with our content, what they look at, what sparks their interest. And so we need to change that. And the good news is that we already have vendors out there that enable you to create interactive videos via apps on your mobile phone. So I think I predict that interactive videos, interactive live streams, and interactive documents will be key for us next year, starting next year. And I'm actually going to test interactive video and interactive live stream for the first time in January at the event NRF in 2019. So if you want to know what comes out of that or what we, what experiences we make, then please write me on LinkedIn. And furthermore, I predict that we will have a huge push on making 360 videos in interactive and that we will also find tools that allow anyone to do that on their smartphone. Thank you. Very exciting. Love the topic. We'll do more in 2019. Kyle Tate, Eventful Conferences. Two minutes, please. You're up. Hi, Bonnie. Yes, I in Hi. fact also have two predictions going into 2019. And I think, you know, having looked at 2018 uh, around the buzzword of GDPR and how that became a household name uh, to all organizations, I think the, mm-hmm. the importance and the responsibility for organizations to take care of their customers' data, uh, respect their privacy, and use that data responsibly is going to be of utter importance going into 2019. We can see large organizations are sort of being raked over the coals for allowing other organizations to take their data, uh, their customer data, and use that. So I think being more responsible and using customers' data more ethically and uh, for better purpose as well is something that is going to be of utter importance if organizations are going to uh, benefit stakeholders as well as retain customers. I think that's a very important thing um, to, to focus on for 2019. Uh, and then secondly, the changing purchasing models. Uh, we're seeing this across a lot of uh, consumables at the moment around subscription-based uh, purchasing instead of one-off purchasing. And I think this is going to be adopted across multiple industries in the very near future on how do you change from a consumer purchasing an item from you or being a customer once-off to being a repetitive customer something that you can immediately just debit off of their income uh, each month and provide an ongoing service for them is going to be something that companies are going to look at and, and across various industries of how they can implement that together. 
Thank you, Kyle. Wonderful. Birgit Starmans, you're up. We're running a little late and I'm tight on time. So, Birgit, give me two minutes of phenomenal predictions. I know you can do it. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just try to talk fast. Um, So, I've got three predictions, actually. Um, The first one is the continuation of machine learning, but really using more unstructured data. What we've seen so far in machine learning, really in transactional data, where we've got very defined fields um, where the machine has been learning. Um, I see more unstructured data and even taking information out of things like PDFs and PowerPoints and things like that, um, and then using them for more predictive scenarios. Um, you know, for example, for financial reporting, but also very forward-looking, you know, what are the strategic, um, what are the financial implications of making certain decisions strategically for the company? So basically including more of that unstructured data in machine learning. Um, the second prediction I have is with related to personalization, because so far we've always looked at personalizing the customer experience. Um, I've got a background in e-commerce as well as finance, so mm-hmm. basically we're also looking to personalize that that experience, but also now personalizing more of the back offices as well. So personalization is not just for the consumer anymore, but also personalization um, on the business end. And then the third prediction I have is um, more use of voice basically voice to machine. Mm. Um, we mm-hmm. see that a lot already when we look at our cell phones and we can actually talk to our phones instead of texting. My, my typing is horrible on an iPhone. <laughs> um, so basically being, being able to talk to that, but also using voice for business applications. So getting away from that typing, um, we've seen that also for accessibility issues, but really doing more with voice. So those would be my three predictions. Very so exciting. Thank you. Oh, it was beautiful. Joe Renz, two minutes on the clock. All yours. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. Uh, My Mm -hmm. predictions are around distributed ledger technology, not to be confused with cryptocurrency, but the Mm -hmm. underlying technology of distributed ledger technology will see its first uh, significant uh, use cases and applications in 2019, all driven by some of what the previous speakers talked about, the data being such a, an important part of uh, most business models these days. DLT lends itself very uh, nicely to uh, driving that and enabling that. And then uh, the autonomous vehicles, uh, which is obviously the passion of New Mobility Lab, is uh, also something where we're going to see the first um, larger scale use cases that are in production. And obviously, we all define autonomous vehicles slightly differently depending on what continent that we're in and what industry that we're in. But it's going to be that every day uh, people will interact with these with these vehicles. And that's all that I see happening in uh, 2019. So it's DLT, it's data, and it's the autonomous vehicles. Thank you. Wonderful. Brief and to the point. Four of you, I need a quick holiday beverage, and I'm telling my next three guests, Mike, Bill, and Hudson, we're not going <clears> to <throat> take a break. My voice is breaking. We're just going to bring you on. So, Alexandra, what are you drinking for the holiday? I'm going to treat myself with Feuerzangbole, which Google Translate needs to fire tongues puns in English. This is probably <laughs> terribly wrong, but it's like Glühwein, hot wine, with something that you can set on fire. I hope that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're going to imagine that we're going to pick, we're not going to get rid of that picture for a while. Kyle Tate, what's in your cup for the holiday? I think mine's a, a little less dangerous. Uh, Irish coffee <laughs> boys start the day and end the day off very well. Love it. Beer gets Starman's drink. Uh, tea during the daytime, champagne in the evening. Love Definitely it. And Joe Renz, what are you drinking for the holiday? 
Glühwein. As a German, even in Chicago, we have the German Christmas market here, so it's going to be Glühwein. Enjoy. Thank you to the four of you. I appreciate Alexandra, Kyle, Birgit, and Joe. You all rock the predictions. Thank you so much. We're going to say bye-bye to you. You can drop off, and I'm not even taking a break because we're running very late. I have Mike Lackey next. He's the Global VP of Solution Management for Digital Manufacturing at SAP. We have Bill Newman. Bill serves as the North America Strategic Industry Advisor at SAP, and uh, he's been with us on our Future of Cars shows for many years. And rounding out this segment, Chief Engagement Officer for Harris Logic is Hudson Harris. He spends time in the community helping crisis healthcare providers improve the quality of care they give to their communities. Mike Lackey, two minutes, you're up. Welcome, and let's go. Thanks, Bonnie. How are you? Let's listen. Let's wrap up 2018, right? 2018 was the journey of Industry 4.0. The 2019 is going to be the year of intelligence. We've collected all that data. Now what do we do with it and how do we change our business? So I see a lot on the, the year of intelligence, especially intelligent manufacturing, making things actually happen. I think we have, that we're going to see in 19 uh, manufacturers embracing disruptive technology like 3D printing. I mean, 3D printing has been strong in the medical field, dental, and, and prototypes. It's going to make its way into production. That is a that simplifies the whole supply chain. I love that. I love that technology. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get into advanced robotics. These robots are going to be able to think, and they're going to be able to make decisions almost in real time, uh, not just you know doing man, um, mundane tasks. I like the idea of, of advanced robotics with advanced uh, analytics is a big part. You're going to see more at the edge. You know, we solution providers are going to put more intelligence at the edge so we can make decisions faster. And I think you're going to really see, I've worked with a lot of universities, Georgia Tech, MIT, the University of Monterey, and a lot of universities, Mannheim in, in Europe. You're going to see the first release of the new generation of manufacturing engineers come out of these universities that are not only prepared for the digital age, but for the future as well. So I'm really excited how we're going to address this talent pool. So year of intelligence, Bonnie, that's what I like. I love it, Year of Intelligence. We need more intelligence of the world. Thank you, Mike Lackey. Bill Newman, you are up. Welcome, Bill. Two minutes. What are you going to tell us about 2019? Hey, Bonnie. Good uh, good to be with you, and uh, hello to all the listeners. Happy holidays. So uh, to build on some of Mike's comments, I think that 2019 is going to be the year of change, but also the year of focus. So we've been listening with great interest to some of the vehicle forecasts uh, focused in automotive, some of the product forecasts. We think that light vehicle sales are going to taper, but people are going to consume, um, they're going to consume transportation uh, more. And what that means is it's going to look a lot different in terms of, as we've discussed on the show, Bonnie, what we buy, put in our garage, but also, you know, how do we hail a, a ride share? How do we, um, how do we get into a vehicle that may not be gas powered? So that's all going to start to change. What that means for the different players in the automotive ecosystem outside of lots of software going to have to get really serious about how we manage software and all the rights and use behind that. We're really seeing four roles breaking into automotive companies. Your traditional automotive automakers, people who are going to build cars, you're going to leverage a lot of the intelligence mm-hmm. manufacturing that Mike mentioned. You're yep. going to have platform makers that are just going to build um, propulsion platforms, skateboards. They may land trade, build up with other organizations. 
fleet operators who are going to manage those fleets, like uh, like Uber and Waymo. And then, very interesting, the information brokers, the people who are actually going to take information coming out of the car when you and I are in a rideshare or driving the vehicle, and how do we monetize and leverage that information. whole lot of big data, petabyte weekly management and intelligence that's going to go around how we handle that. It's going to be a pretty exciting year in 2019. Thank you very much, Bill. Appreciate that. Very exciting. The predictions are just rocking me today. Wonderful from everybody. And Hudson Harris, you're rounding us out in segment four. What do you see coming? I like to say either up the pike or down the road. Look into the crystal ball. Mr. Harris, go ahead. Hi, Bonnie. It's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thank Uh, you. Real fast, 2018 saw a big paradigm shift in behavioral health. We all saw the statistics about increasing suicide. Uh, increasing mental health diagnoses and the, the crises in our emergency departments with uh, complex behavioral health cases. Uh, what we saw in 2018 really echoed what we saw prior. There was traditional resistance to providing and coordinating mental health care services. But mm-hmm. I'm happy to say the first uh, cracks in the dam has started to appear and the voices in the wilderness uh, are starting to be heard. My, my prediction for 2019 is that we'll, we'll see a renaissance uh, for technology into mental health. The uh, recently authorized pilot by CMS to incentivize behavioral health providers to adopt EHR technology will drive unprecedented growth in the field. This is the same program that paid out $31 billion in incentive payments between 2001, or 2011 and 2018. This push in, uh, into technology is going to result in two predictions that I think everyone should care about. First, we're going to mm-hmm. see the integration of behavioral health into general medical, which is where it always should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, this alone will change the face of healthcare and healthcare delivery across the country. Second, we're going to see macro population health solutions created and crafted for micro individual level mental health treatment. And that's a real shift for where the field has been. And this means that mental health will receive the attention and focus it needs, and the quality of care is going to leap forward with more and more clinical decision support systems coming online. Uh, to recap, we're going to see big investment in mental health and a customized approach to mental health treatment. All of this driving what everyone knows we need, which is the integration of mental health into traditional medical and the renaissance uh, in the field we really need to move the needle. Thank you very much. Very interesting. I think you're the only panelist today and maybe uh, the last two weeks who talked about mental health and, and health care. So very glad to have you expand our purview of predictions. Let's go around the table briefly and let's find out what each of our three panelists, I think I know what one of you is drinking. Mike Lackey, what's in your cup, your goblet, whatever you've got for, uh, for 2019 for the holidays right now? What are you drinking? You know, Bonnie, I still have to work these days, so, you know, I'm all about the smells. Any of these holiday blends that just bring the smells of the holiday uh, to make you get in the mood. I'm all about the smells this year. Okay. Bill Newman, I think I know. What are you drinking, Bill? What's the flavor <laughs> of the cream this year? Give me, give me, talk to me. Make me happy. <laughs> yeah, the flavor of the cream this year. So listeners know I do an Irish cream, and I widened <sighs> my net to do a bourbon cream uh, last year with a little Knob Creek. It's pretty nice. They're toasty. But I had a tragedy in the kitchen this past weekend. I what? ran out of tealings, and I had to put some Glen, some Glenfiddich into the tw- some 10-year-old Glenfiddich, 15-year-old, <laughs> into the cream, which was probably overkill, but boy, was it good. <laughs> I 
I bet it was. Thank you very much. And everybody was happy. Hudson Harris, you have a healthy drink or are you going to go over the edge with us? What are you drinking? I'm going right the edge with Bill, and we're working on perfecting our uh, homemade nutmeg and whiskey recipe with fresh ground uh, seasonings and spices. So I'm going right over the edge with you guys. I appreciate that. I have to tell the truth, the three of you, whoever is listening, I just baked for a, uh, a, we have a ladies' coffee in my neighborhood, and because I was doing the show, I couldn't stay long, but I baked uh, meringue meringue kisses with chocolate chips inside. I baked gluten-free cheddar muffin uh, biscuits. I did uh, honey corn muffins with golden raisins inside, and I made a bouche de Noël, which is the, it's like a, a jelly roll cake, but it's cocoa, a cake that you roll around fresh whipped cream flavored with vanilla and cocoa decorated like a Christmas log with little red sprinkles and confectioner sugar on top and I stayed long enough to enjoy some of that and I had a cup of tea I had Earl Grey tea so happy holidays to all of you I want to thank Mike and Bill and Hudson for being our final three guests here on predictions number three and a special shout out to our team at the business channel at World Talk Radio Aaron Keller has just been spectacular all year especially on these prediction shows keeping up with me and my guests thank you Aaron and especially a thank you to Ryan Treasure, VP of Operations and Everything Technological at Voice America Radio. We really appreciate all of your partnership with us. So I'm going to say we're not done. January 9th, that's a Wednesday in a couple weeks. January 16th, January 23rd, that's all in 2019. We will have dozens more predictions for you on the extended version of Coffee Break with Game Changers 2019 predictions. So happy holiday all. This is our final Coffee Break show of the year. And I want to wish happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating, whatever you're drinking, wherever you are. There's love in our hearts for all of you around the world who listen to us. So here's my closing. You know what it is. You could all say it probably with me, by heart. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Predict the future. Take a chance. Go out on a limb. My 15 panelists today certainly did, but most important, go out and be a game changer today. Happy holidays to all. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.